stay at home on nine to five, raising your babies with joy and pride. A real ass mom, your real ass mom, taking care of business. Ooh, girl, you're resilient. Cause you're a real ass mom, a real ass mom. Welcome to the Real Mama Pod. Real ass mom sharing real ass experiences. The things people don't tell you. Hey mama, hey. Hey mama, hey. How you doing? What's up, friend? Uh, a lot. Yep. <laughs> Listen, we're camping and mm-hmm. um, it's nap time or supposedly nap time. Mm-hmm. And we have kids going rampant. <laughs> so if you hear or see um, one or two parents getting up to tend to their kids, please don't pay it any mind. This or is the Real Mama Pod. If you see a kid on a podcast today. <laughs> it is what it is. Because <laughs> this is the Real Mama Pod, and this is what Real Mama shit looks like. Yeah. So, <sighs> welcome yes, to all so of our friends. We have our friends. Hey, oh, friends. Hey, friends. Hey, friends. So as y'all can see, we are in the woods, mm-hmm. and that's because we've started a tradition where we go camping annually. Yeah. So this is our second annual mm-hmm. camping trip. So we are at Mistletoe State Park, which is in Appling, I believe that's how it's pronounced, Appling, Georgia, and we have a great set of friends here with us, and we'll let them introduce themselves, but friend? Go ahead, kick it off, Montecures. <laughs> We're Aaron and Jeremy Montecure. Hey, y'all. <laughs> We're happy to be here. We're Thank happy you. To have you. Yeah. And Aaron was on episode. It uh, was a side hustle. Yeah. Side hustling mama. Mm-hmm. So she's back again. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Dominique Bercy, rich auntie representative. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, I'm representing the real, the real rich aunties. Yes, yes you are a rich auntie. <laughs> Jared is over there with our kids right now because they cutting up. So he'll be in and out. <laughs> and Jonathan is right here to my right. Y'all, y'all know Jonathan, so he doesn't have to introduce himself. Him or himself. Go ahead, Taylor. Hey, hey, represent Team James. Taylor and Eric is getting Deuce's iPad, and Deuce is right here joining us. <laughs> <Hi>. Yes. yes. <laughs> and Taylor was on our Mama Talk episode, mm-hmm. so we have some recurring guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We said it'll be back, so. Yeah, and here we are. Yeah, here, we, here are. we are. So to kick off our camping edition episode, we're going to do a game of this or that, okay? Okay. Uh, so it's just a few things on here, and answer at your leisure. Nothing crazy, Jeremy, so don't look at me like that. <laughs> It's kid-friendly, okay? We got the kids around. Okay. (laughs) So for this or that, I have a few things, and you have to let me know which one would you prefer, okay? So a cot or air mattress, this or that. Montecures? I'm going to take the air mattress. mattress. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How about Rich Auntie? How about you? Air mattress. Same for me? Yep. Air mattress. All day. Air mattress. (laughs) (laughs) Cop for the kids, air mattress for us, but uh, they all ended up in the air mattress last night. So. Yeah, for the kids, it's just something separate. Yes, <laughs> yeah, Whatever they have their own cot. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> they have their own exactly. cot. Okay, so let's think about drinks. Would you prefer a hot apple cider or hot chocolate? Wait, I have a question. Is there whiskey in it? 
It could be spice. It's whiskey in mine. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with hot Cider. chocolate. Cider. Cider. Okay, so chocolate. the Mountain Cure says cider. Hot Rich chocolate. Auntie Bercy said hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a cider because I make a mean cider, too. Oh, all right, mean. <laughs> I w- I'm going to go with cider, too, with my whiskey. I'm going to go hot chocolate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take a hot chocolate. Something mm-hmm. sweet at the end of the day. <laughs> she caught off guard. No, she, she think I'm trying to flirt with her. That's, that's you, you are Wait, trying you're to flirt. Not? You're yes, not you flirt. You said something sweet. So I thought that was a flirt. You flirt. It's okay to flirt with uh-huh. me. It's okay. I'm gonna say hot chocolate, but with Bailey's. Okay. Oh, I thought that was implied. Mine has well, yeah. Irish whiskey has and a little bit of whipped cream on top. You know? All that. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Eric? What was the question? Sorry. We're playing <laughs> this or yeah, that. Would you prefer hot, uh, hot hot cider or hot chocolate? Spike. Either one. Hot cider. All right. Okay. All right. Tint or RV? RV. RV. <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to do the modest $6,000 pop up RV. Okay, oh, which oh. we just learned about because somebody yeah, on campsite yeah. have it and it's really nice. nice. We, yeah. Um, I'm going to do the pop up with Bercy. The pop up. I'm torn because I do like sleeping in the tent. And I like. <laughs> I like the access that RVs have. So, I'm going to just roll with the RV. Okay. I'm going tent. Come sleep outside with me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he 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 in the RV. We're not, we're not setting up up there. I'll something. <laughs> right. Purses, y'all doing a lot in that tent tonight. <laughs> no. No, we're not. <laughs> Let me get the kids. No. Y'all got the room divider in your tent? No, we don't. That's why the kids the got to be separate. Exactly. <laughs> That's why they got their own place to sleep. Don't put them on the porch tonight. <laughs> no, we're not putting them on the porch. All right, James's. I'm gonna go with the smart tent that go um that rises in ten minutes. Oh, that the pop that up, the pop up, yeah. six thousand dollars. Yes, the six thousand. Oh, rich IT. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Mr. James. So y'all fronting. I ain't never been in no damn RV. So and this is my first time camping, and it's in a tent. So I'm gonna do what I know. The tent. Okay. okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And if Jared was here, he would say to tent too. So that's why we don't have an RV. There is <laughs> Exactly. Okay. So sleeping bag or blankets? It's a sleeping bag and it's the one we're sharing one. This is going to be interesting. Oh. I have to see it. I know that might be weird. I gotta bad. see two people in this. Not bad. Yeah. Really? Is that you, a thing? You should have saw four, four people in yeah. the sleeping bag last night. Oh no. <laughs> um. Okay. I'm gonna go with sleeping bag. Sleeping bag. Okay. I'm gonna go with blankets. I like the blankets. I really do. Mm-hmm. I'm going blanket too. Yeah. Same here. I go blanket. You go blankets. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna go sleeping bag. It was comfortable. Uh, with two people in it. Four. In the, in the no. sleeping bag. Yeah. Zip. Like, yeah, about, we were all snuggled. Is it hot? With blankets on top. Yeah. It was 50 degrees. It was cold. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cold. yeah. 50 it's degrees is not cold. Here you go. Um, Here you it's go. It's not the <laughs> nice 72, 73 from oh, the look, house. Oh, look. Somebody, we have a... a daddy new, back. Uh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's 
right, I'm back. <laughs> and I was tending to the kids while Devin is over here doing her thing. Yeah, we do stuff too. That's right. Hey, daddies, hey. Hey, daddies, hey. You be holding it down. That's right. Still thinking. All right, okay. So. On to the next question. Yep. So, do we prefer to bike or hike? Do we prefer to bike or hike? James's biking or hiking? On a hill or flat? That's that Peloton language. On a hill? Yeah, we're not on the Peloton. We flat? Okay. Um, Biking. Okay. I'll do the hike. Okay. I'll go hiking. Yep, I'm hike. Mm-hmm. I'm a hike. I'm either or. Just get outside and do something. I'm bike all day, baby. I'm a hike. 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 If we outside, I'm hiking. There we go. There we go. All right. We rotate. <laughs> 90 pounds. Okay. Okay. So that concludes our game of this or that. We just wanted to do something a little fun. Before we get into our conversation, okay. it's just gonna be fun and light. But with these guys, I don't know what it's gonna turn to. So, right, <laughs> brace. We, we have two uh, extra uh, that cut up as well. Um, so, wait, who are the two extra? So, Jonathan and Jared have already have a reputation for cutting up on the real mm-hmm. pod. Now that we have Mr. Mountacure and Mr. James. There's no telling what. May I ask who gave us this reputation for cutting up? The I listeners. Come on here. <laughs> it wasn't even us. And so. provide a very nice male daddy perspective. Exactly. Tell it like oh, a but apparently that, that is cutting up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. You keeping Friend, it real. You want to kick off our question. Yeah. So outside of this trip, how often do you all go camping? This is our first family camping trip. Okay. Yeah. First time. Marcy, I know you camp a lot. I'm a camper. Um, this is my first camping trip on a lake, uh, but I I probably camp maybe once a year for the last maybe six. Okay, cool. Well, this is uh, the only time we go camping, and this is my second time ever camping. <laughs> uh, prior to this, um, I did a lot of camping when I was a kid, but... Not any camping as an adult until we started this last year. So, okay. were you an Eagle Scout? No, I wasn't Eagle. I got right to the, like the Scout right before Eagle Scout, and I decided to take my talents to the basketball court. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this is our first camping experience. So, well, as a family, my first ever. So, welcome. Hopefully, welcome. Uh, Taylor, you've been camping. That. We're excited to. Uh, Wow, you guys did, did really well. Uh, so is that really camping day if you go to a cabin trip? It is. How? <laughs> in the cabin. Because, I mean, we still had to, the facilities, like bathroom facilities is still the same where uh-huh. you have like a pavilion where you have to go, you know, use the restroom and shower. Um, I mean, I think it's still the same. Okay. Cause it's, it's a different experience, but I feel like it's still camping because you're outdoors. The cabin was just like a sleep. Yeah, it wasn't place. a nice cabin like we right. did in like Gatlinburg. Oh, like, okay. It was like, um, as a teenager, like a camping site. Okay. Like, similar to this, but and they have camping sites here. Or yeah. Cabins here, so yeah. it's similar to that. Oh, okay. I think it's called a cottage. Yeah, mm-hmm. cottage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we are slowly losing members of our team. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. They're taking care of everything. Well, the mama's running this podcast, so the dad's is going to have to 
Step up. <laughs> um, so, uh, as a kid, did you all go camping? I know Ferg said he did. Eric, we know this is your very first time. Bercy? Um, I don't think so. I don't think as a kid I did. Okay. How no. about you, Erin? I think we did, like, some beach RVing mm-hmm. type things a couple of times okay. uh, with other family members. But I don't remember, like, no, actually, I take that back. We did go a couple of times because my sister and I were Girl Scouts, and okay. we had to do it a couple of times. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, like, a regular thing. Right. Cool. Yeah. This is my first time, or not my first, second time. I didn't go camping as a kid. I've been out in the woods, obviously, but not, like, overnight stay. Okay. I did one time with my uh, school, James Madison Middle School. We did a camping trip outside, and I got ticks, and I didn't, uh-uh. it was it was bad. Oh, no. And I swore oh, up and down, uh-uh. um, I was never going camping again, and then I married Jared, who's very outdoorsy and <laughs> camps for a living. <laughs> so, yeah, but now I love it, and the boys love it. It's yeah. good. I love camping. It's yeah, fun. Me too. I've always wanted to go camping, but my mom is not. Nah. You will not. No. <laughs> absolutely she needs not. She needs yeah, she's she's already RV. said that if we were to ever go camping, she's not sleeping on in nobody's tent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she'd be right over there in the RVs. But, um, okay. So what do trips like this mean to y'all? Like when you think about being out here and reflecting on whatever like what do trips like this mean to y'all um i think it's a great opportunity just to disconnect from the world and um and just enjoy each other's company we all have very demanding jobs and just demanding lives so Mm -hmm. being able to take a step away and relax and rejuvenate and allow the kids to experience things outside of electronics and just explore nature well Granted, they're on the iPads right now, but <laughs> it's the first time. It's the first time they've weekend. been on their iPads all weekend, just to give us a moment to, you know, come together. But mm-hmm. um, we get to create experiences and memories for them that they can grow up, you know, and creating traditions mm-hmm. that they can instill within their own families once they get to that level. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that feedback. Eric, you have anything to add to that? Yeah, just to add on, like. Being that this is my first time and first camping experience, so to be able to expose our kids to this and mm-hmm. um, just something that we always strive to do to expose them and, and, and allow them to do things that we may not have had the opportunity to do as kids. And so yeah. hopefully it, it shapes their mindset to be able to be a bit more adventurous and, and explore as they grow up. So yeah, um, just happy that we can provide this, this opportunity for them. Yeah. Thanks Love for it. joining us. We're happy to have y'all. And just to put that out there, too, Reese actually joined us last year Mm -hmm. uh, before her parents. So (laughs) she went camping before then. (laughs) So she's giving them all the tea, like, no, Daddy, don't do that. What she told Bercy? She told us that, well, she told them this is who was here last year. Oh, yeah. Um, She told them that. And they were here. They were here. They were not here. Pretty much, like, don't try to come tell me what to do because right. I know what to do. <laughs> and then Bercy was like, oh, have you been to this park before? Not this one. <laughs> no, I, said, I said, Reese, have you been here before? Because she's such a little lady. I was, I meant, like, have you been here before? And she was like, no, last time we were here and here and here. I was like, okay. <laughs> That's all you can say. I actually, um, 
I came for a few reasons. Number one, I like to get out in nature and just like reset my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, being a serial entrepreneur and having a full-time job, a lot of times is like uh, Taylor said, so overwhelming mm-hmm. that I find that coming outdoors um, and specifically with friends and couples, mm-hmm. um, it's a nice reset for um, a single rich auntie that kind of lives how she wants to, you know? Mm-hmm. I have to be more cognizant of, like, bedtime <laughs> and my volume and my language. Um, oh, because so, Drew will tell you language. Oh, he already told me language, and I wasn't even using bad words. Um, so I came to get a piece of family, right? Mm. Um, I wanted to see my friends, my college friends, as parents and, like, raising their kids it's so beautiful to sit back and watch you guys really uh gentle parent and uh, (laughs) pour into your kids in ways that I don't think we were necessarily poured into so yeah I just came to be a fan we're happy that you're here and Bercy is a great rich auntie they were doing what a dinosaur hunting (laughs) I used to be a, a camp counselor for military kids overseas I lived in Okinawa so I did, I had a preschool class. That, those are the kids I like. Uh, I mean, I like all kids, but I prefer to teach <laughs> summer camp. Um, and I was a lifeguard, too, so I like to take them by the water and uh, get dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. Mountie Cures, what do trips like this mean to y'all? Um, I think for me, we've got a lot going on right now, and so this was a good break. Uh-huh. Um of reality before we have to jump back into it. Um, so unpacking and, and organizing a new house. Um, but also, I mean, our kids are outdoor kids. Mm. They love to be outside. If They could be outside all day. They would be outside all day. They actually prefer outside over the electronics, even though sometimes, I, and I love that, but sometimes I'm like, y'all sure y'all don't want to watch this movie? <laughs> They're like, no, <laughs> we want to be outside. I'm like, but I need y'all to watch this movie. <laughs> um, so this is also good for them. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we almost didn't come because we were like, man, how are we going to do this moving? Um, but Jeremy Jr. specifically, I mean, he talked the whole two and a half hours up here because he was so excited about camping. Yeah. And he had so many questions about his aunties, his godparents, and everybody who's going to be there and how many kids. And, and so I'm glad that we're out here because this is good for them, too. Good. You have anything to add to the kids? I do. Um, I think for me, what sealed the deal, and like Aaron told you, like we're, you know, work is crazy for both of us. Um, We have moving into a house and all the things that we all deal with. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we hung out uh, last week uh, with Devin and Jared, and just we hadn't been around them. I think it had been probably like a month ish, Mm -hmm. which is not our norm. I mean, we're accustomed to getting together at least every other weekend and just having that sense of uh, fellowship and having our kids together and the mom and moms mm-hmm. and dads and just being able to, to connect with uh, another couple and another family mm-hmm. uh, in that manner. And I just knew that being here with not just y'all, well, with the Graces, but with everybody, mm-hmm. James is being here with, with uh, Rich Auntie Bercy being here. <laughs> um, it was just going to be an experience that they're going to remember for a lifetime. And, yeah. like, and, and the cherry on top was Jeremy Jr. Just nonstop was like, he was super excited and really looking forward to it. So just wanted to make memories with him. 
Yeah. People. Seems like the kids are like the core of everyone's response yeah. mm-hmm. to that question. Yeah. yeah. It's all about and creating lives. experiences for them. What'd you say? And lives overall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Everybody's peace of mind. Everybody got jobs and responsibilities. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So my question for the group is, um, how important are friendships to you all? Um, we can start with the Jameses. You said, you said these were going to be light questions. That ain't a, a light question. That is a light question. <laughs> go, go ahead and answer. We, we're friendshipping right now. So I think that's a really good question. And I think a lot of people want to know the answer to that from your perspective. So, yeah, how important are friendships to you all? Um, definitely place a high value on friendships. Um, mm-hmm. And often... I, I sometimes struggle with the word friendship because you develop relationship over time with people who I don't necessarily view them as friend. Like mm-hmm. everybody here, I wouldn't use the term as friend to describe you. Like you're, it would be more of a family ship yeah. um, term to use. And mm. so I think that is, is really important because you start to share all of these life experiences with each other. Um, you know so much about each other. And, uh, and now you get to celebrate and see new milestones in everybody's lives and be a mm-hmm. part of, you know, like, we're no longer the college students that we knew at some point, and now we're all parents. And so now we can see each other parent. And so I, I think friendships are extremely valuable, extremely important, but really those friendships that transcend the friendship level to become family are even more valuable. Look at you. That's a good answer. You want to get my snaps. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Thank you, Deuce, for my snaps. I agree. Yes, we have our baby Deuce here who's. (laughs) Baby at a group. Oh, no, you can't have none of the mama juice, baby. He's pointing at the mama juice. Taylor, do you have anything in addition to what Eric shared? No, I think he summed it up very well. Okay. (laughs) All right, Rich Auntie Bercy. Or is Jared. How important are friendships to you? You know, I only caught the tail end of what Eric said, but I know I'm going to piggyback off of what he said because transcending friendship in the family is something that rarely you ever get a chance to do. And I've always said that if you just have one, just one true friend in your life, that you are very blessed because friendship means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But the the essential part of friendship, it, it means a lot. You have to love, literally love that person for their best and their worst and, like, just be patient with these people. And you don't get that a lot of times. So Mm -hmm. friendship is very rare, if you ask me. Speaking of rare, we drinking on that Eagle Rare. My dog, Jamie, brought it over here. But anyway, um, so friendship is very important, but it's also something that you shouldn't take for granted. Like, if you find a good friend, hold on to that person. Hold on to that person for as long as you can, and you all can help each other through good times, through bad times, because there's ebbs and flows, and if you have friends, you can get through it through anything. So it's Mm -hmm. very important to me. Yeah. I guess to speak to 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 the ebb and flow of friendship, um, I think sometimes in life um, you outgrow people, Mm -hmm. and you outgrow friends, um, and sometimes you have to be ready to acknowledge that some people are just no longer friends mm-hmm. with you if they don't support you when you're down um, as well as when you're up. So I think in this phase of life, I'm realizing I was a little too loose with the term friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I That's was. Deep, yeah. Because I think I tried to show up 
a certain way. And mm-hmm. I, of course, did what you're not supposed to do. Uh, expected other people to be what I was being. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, to be frank, in 2020, I had a nervous breakdown. And mm-hmm. it was not a good thing. And for people that know me, I've always been very put together, very on top of things. So when I was broken, um, it showed me what friendship really means. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you'll be surprised what people do when you can't show up the way you always have. Mm -hmm. So I think now I'm more, um, I value the word a little more and Mm -hmm. I don't assign it. Um, randomly I think my circle is a lot tighter and I'm I finally feel surrounded by uh, people that have mutual interests in my Mm well-being so um, yeah I I actually value friendship a lot more now than I think I did before it's a good response to that yeah yeah well, I, y'all said this was a light question, and it ain't light for me. Um, but y'all know I've I've talked about this on the on the pod. Like I lost my best friend, mm-hmm. right, unexpectedly out of the blue. Been best friends since we were fourteen, and you wake up one morning and poof, this person isn't here anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but even I, I've never um, I've never taken the word friend lightly. I used to be extremely extroverted and can get along with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, um, if I call you friend, if I call you best friend, um, that, like, I am loyal to a fault, right? Mm-hmm. So it bites me in the butt sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, if you don't return my love, not the same way that I return it, but if I don't feel loved by you the way that I love you, mm-hmm. that hurts me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it makes it hard for me sometimes to be like, you know, Okay, it, like what is happening here? Like it, it hurt. It genuinely hurts my feelings mm-hmm. um, because I know that if I say you're my friend, you're my best friend, whatever, mm-hmm. that like I'm gonna give you 110 the way that I give 110. Yeah. And I don't expect you to give me 110 the way I give you 110, but I expect you to give me 110 the way that you give me 110 in our relationship, right? Because we're two different people. Mm-hmm. Um. So I have found over the the past few years um, that my feelings have gotten a little hurt, mm-hmm. you know, here and there. And I've had to like step back and just be like, you know what, Erin, get yourself together. Um, but I think losing my best friend makes me hold on to my friends a little bit tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I ever like took her for granted. Never. Um, you know, it's been almost four years. It'll be four years coming up. Um, and it still hurts the same. Like there is still a hole. Yeah. Um, in like a piece of me missing. Um, and I can still remember when I felt that piece leave, like physically leave my body when I got the news, um, because that's how close we were. And so to these ideas that friends are family, like I take my friendships very seriously, just as much as I take my, my family. Um, and so, you know, I think in adulthood, I've become a little bit more introverted and to your point, a little bit more cautious Mm -hmm. um because I can't take any more hurt in the friend department after losing my very best and you know just dealing with other uh, various situations just feeling like not loved um in return all the way back all the time but Mm -hmm. I do believe like my the people who are my friends are my family too yeah so yeah 
I, I guess this I question did get a little deeper than yeah. deep, baby. <laughs> I'm like, no. Go ahead, Mr. Maltecure. A little bit of everything, but uh, to Eric's point about you know more so being family ship versus friendship, and uh-huh. really what that entails, and in, in that friend is is kind of a, a, and everyone has their own definition of it, but I kind of view it from the, the sense of it is critically important to have people in a, a like mind and a like space and a like spirit uh-huh. uh, to uh, be there. Uh, through the good and the bad, and it won't always be, you know, perfect situation where, you know, it's, and that's where it relates to more so being family because, as we know, with our families, uh, it's ups and downs, it's, it's highs and lows, and just having people who uh, can go along that journey with you uh, and support you uh, when you're up, when you're down, and just be there when you need it, it's critically important, especially as a parent. All right, so what are y'all looking forward to next year? If we think about camping next year, I'm bringing my hammock because I'm mad <laughs> about my hammock. Yeah, I'm rocking kids to sleep in that hammock. There you go. <laughs> I like it. What What are we bringing next year? What are y'all looking forward to? We're definitely looking forward to the full experience. Uh, you know, getting here on the last night uh, is not ideal. <laughs> Happy to be here. I just wish we had more time. So, looking forward to being here with everybody earlier in and I might pull up in an RV. <laughs> and we all and sleeping in the, the Montecure same. RV. <laughs> Is that what we're looking it's forward declared. to next year? <laughs> the the RV? Wait, Aaron, how did the Hong Kong? Oh, hold on, y'all. We in the woods, girl. So what else are y'all looking forward to next year? Hammock. I said hammock. RV and getting here sooner. Mr. Grace. I look forward to one of these doggone days bringing a tent that's the right size. <laughs> that's uh, it. Do y'all want to share last year's story? I will, I will briefly share it. And look, fellas, when you're wrong, you're wrong. You got to admit it. Yeah. Long story short, we're going camping. I am a minimalist. I don't need a lot when I go camping. So we had a two-person tent, and it was myself, my wife, and two small and children. what did your wife tell you? My wife said, Jared, that tent is too small. I said, girl, please. Now, the tent would have been okay if we didn't have to have this queen-size blow-up mattress. Why do we need a blow-up mattress? Sleep on the floor like you camping, but we glamp, and that's okay. But anyway, story, we're going to get through the story. So I bring my little tent. We were there with the Fergusons. The Fergusons put up a fucking Taj Mahal looking. (laughs) And I'm looking at this thing like, well, damn, I'm just. It took me about 30 seconds to put my tent up. It was literally two poles, and it was about two feet off the ground. So, we put, mind we put you, Jared the, is like six four. He's the tallest person out here with this baby tent. So, thank you. This this one was blue. This is the upgrade. <laughs> this is the upgrade. It is. I'm trying to help you out. He bro. had this tent for ten years. Wait, the two person tent. Yeah, yes, had, it was I had ten, it years, ten years, years old, and he tried to put all four of us in there. Oh, Jared. So. It's time to go to bed, y'all, right? Like, everybody has done everything. We tired as hell. We done put the damn tent. The Taj Mahal is up. The food, the fire, everything's out. Now, I'm, I'm tired of my damn self. So, we get in the, the tent, and uh, once I get in it, and the pressure just from the weight of myself starts pushing out the mattress, Devin says, well, go on, close the door. You know, they got these big-ass zippers. And I'm trying to get it. And I'm like, damn, this thing is rough. But I refuse y'all to let Devin know that the tent is too small. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I'm just like very calmly trying to use every ounce of power to get this goddamn zipper all the way to the top. So next thing I know, rip, whoo, 
The whole door. The whole door done ripped off. I look at Devin. <laughs> Devin looks at me and she says, I hope that wasn't what I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, if you thought it was a door ripping, girl, that's what it was. I said, let's just go to sleep. Devin said, the devil is a lie. So there was like a thousand daddy long legs out there. So we had to wake up the Fergusons, move into the Taj Mahal. <laughs> and, De- and Devin was pissed the whole time. Uh, I lost a little bit of camping credibility, but that's the story of the little tent. And now we have, we still have a small tent, but at least we can fit in it and it hasn't broken can yet. I sent you the link for Kendra, the Ferguson's tent and you still bought the wrong tent. It was too expensive, damn it. The Ferguson's it tent was, is too expensive. It's not that expensive. <laughs> so I found one that was fifty nine ninety nine, and it's it. <laughs> and it's orange and green. And it's orange and green. And we can fit in it. Barely. Can you tell us what Devin said to you? About your tent this about, year? Yeah, about your tent. Oh, yeah. so we get here, right? And I put up this tent, right? And granted, when I put it up, I was like, oh, this tent looks small again. Devin gets out the car. She looks at the tent. She looks at me and says, you will forever be known as the guy with the small tent. <laughs> As long as people know, look, I don't give a mother F. Look, look at man. I don't need these damn Taj Mahal. I wish we could turn the whole camera and look. This shit is about big as houses out here. There, like they don't. We're developers. We're developers enough. on this damn campsite. We got thirty-seven mansions out here just sitting around for nothing. It now we do have a studio apartment space. in the corner. That's where I'll be, <laughs> and I'm <Studio>. chilling. <laughs> The, we do not have a Taj Mahal. It's just a big enough tent for our family size. Mm. It's only three of them, Jesus. What do what you mean? We also have my niece here. That's true. So it's four of us. It's enough. That's like, what size tent is that? It's an eight-person tent. An uh, eight-person tent for, for, for one grown man, half a woman, and two toddlers. Come on. Jared, you're, listen, head... Chest and legs of three people on you. Listen. Okay. Listen. I'm sorry, y'all. I am thankful for y'all tent, y'all mansion, because if y'all didn't have it, we would have to go home last year. Nah, we wouldn't. Hell, we would. You would have been out here by yourself. I would have slept on this floor like you're supposed to do when you camp. You're supposed to sleep on the floor. Anyways. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. We're going to move on to Mama Juice because. <laughs> did they say? Oh, James yeah, James. The yeah, question? no, they didn't. I remember what <laughs> <laughs> What are you looking Jared? forward to next year? Um, and Ferry got an answer too. Yeah, I would say maybe some water activities. Oh, oh water yeah. activities. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotta find. Well, the can't kayak. Why? Uh, we have a um, we have an alpha issue where one person, you know, can't control. Both people be trying to control the kayak. You just gotta get two. We need individual. We need no. We, Somebody don't want to listen. No, we no. got. That's every couple. Though. We got uh, feedback. <laughs> Cause I, I we got there. feedback in Jamaica. Drown me in Jamaica. That's I did it. not. Oh Lord! I did not. I did not. No. So the no. monocures will have two kayaks. You yeah. Know? No, I'm. A- I don't know if y'all missed that last part, but Aaron tried to drown Jeremy <laughs> in Jamaica. I, did, I would never. <laughs> oh, I would boy. never. I would never. We were in Jamaica, and I watched all the people kayak. The person in the front of the kayak. It's supposed to direct the kayak. Yes. That's true. Yes. That's true. My husband did not believe that information was true. So we out in this ocean on the kayak. And I'm trying to direct the kayak. But I'm 5'7 and he's 6'2. And he weighs a lot more than I do. So I cannot, my strength is not strong enough to override 
his strength. Right. Uh, so we running in the walls. Oh! <laughs> Both of y'all in the ocean. In the ocean. Mm. So it's called rock. We're running in the rocks. Yes. Oh. Right? Oh. Rocks. And these folks are watching us from the shore, and they watching us and watching us. And I'm laughing, right? Because I'm just like, at this point, what am I supposed to do? Like, if I, we fall over, I mean, like, we just fall over. Oh. We get back, and we give them the kayak back, and we say, you know what? We're just not going to try to kayak. We're going to do the glass-bottom boat. So we're on this glass-bottom boat, and some folks uh, who had been watching us from the shore decided to give some commentary. <laughs> Oh, boy. And um, they happened to be, they actually, you know, they had a good, you know, 20, 30 years on us by age. So we were kind and polite. But um, <laughs> my husband was mad. Oh. And all I could do was laugh because I knew <laughs> that the person at the front of the kayak <laughs> is supposed to direct the kayak. Yeah. And that would be me. <laughs> and I was not allowed to lead on the kayak. So maybe we'll try again one day. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, y'all or y'all either gonna have to get your own kayaks. Get or your own kayak. And we mentioned water, but with the kids, we, we just wasn't <laughs> sure yet. With the, mm. yeah. And Eli was ready. Yeah, to Eli. Yeah. Eli is a very adventurous kid. He's not scared of much. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was ready to dive in the water this morning. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I personally am nervous to have my child around open water like that because he will jump in. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. We can move on to my yeah, juice let's go. if you want. Let's go. We'll be drinking. So <laughs> it's good, y'all. So essentially, what this is is a sp- a cider that I mixed up. Um, it's a spice cider with a sweet and savory cider. It's two different ciders, and I added oranges, lemon, cloves, whole cloves. Okay, um, cinnamon sticks, and is it star anise? Star anise. Mm-hmm. Star anise. I added all of that to a container, mixed it up, and I mixed the cider with some bourbon. So it's like a spiced, citrus, sweet, savory cider with bourbon. It's really good. It's amazing. That's the mama juice, and we're going to go with Fireside. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Fireside chat. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Fireside Chat. I like that. Okay. So that's what it's going to be called. It's going to be called Fireside Chat. Real cute. Real cute. I it's, like that. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Sugar? And you made the batch non-alcoholic. I mm-hmm. did. The for the mocktail. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, there you, you go. You know what? You didn't brought up the mocktail. I sure forgot about the mocktail. <laughs> you know so just good. have that cider with no bourbon. Yeah. And you're good. You're good. So that's the mocktail version. Just don't Versus add the bourbon. You also told us um, the cloves. cloves. Oh, yes. Yeah. Tell us a quick little so jab about the, the cloves. Cloves are like a super uh, botanical because mm-hmm. it's not really a spice. And it's really, really good for inflammation. It's good for mm. high blood pressure. Like, it's mm. very, very good for you. So... Hmm. Again, we're healing out here. All right, healing with <laughs> yeah. healing with and nature yes. and cloves, yes, <laughs> and bourbon. I love it. Well, you know, bourbon. I mean, spirits started off being medicinal mm. originally mm-hmm. in nature. So here we go. Yeah, it, it, the, the plot thickens. The plot. You know, <laughs> I used to, I'm a hospitality. How do you keep your spouse first with small children? That is a very challenging question because, especially, we have two young kids and. A lot of times their priorities just seem to take account and take precedence over our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, Extremely busy, and especially with our kids having um, 
very just demanding schedules and needs. And so a lot of times um, we tend to, I don't want to say forget, but um, prioritize their needs over our spouses. Mm-hmm. Um, I recall my Eric was deployed last year for 12 months. And one of the things that we did when he first returned was we would have a week of date nights. So he and I would exchange um, planning like an evening after we put the kids down Mm -hmm. um, where we would call it, call them intimacy nights. Um, And it didn't necessarily require, you know, physical interaction, but just reconnecting with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And we would plan just on, you know, different senses and just reconnecting. I think it's extremely important, especially because our schedules are so demanding, our kids are so demanding. Mm -hmm. So finding ways, even if it's, you know, doing, as the moniker said, day dates. We do that a lot. Both of us work from home. so And we live in Atlanta, don't have, like, a ton of support in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And so we have to get creative and do day dates. Or once we put the kids to bed, you know, we may have, you know, uh, a late-night dinner under the stars on our patio. So it's just about getting really creative and prioritizing it and making effort to actually incorporate it into your busy lives. So mm-hmm. that's how I would uh, frame it. Okay. Mr. James? Yeah, so definitely not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Trading As off the baby. See, <laughs> like oftentimes, like the baby needs will take priority. But one is, is as a parent and a husband – being mindful that her taking care of the kids isn't an intentional neglect of me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so giving her grace and then listening to her and supporting her when she's saying like, hey, this is bothering or this me, I need help with this, so forth and so on. Because um, our union is between us Mm -hmm. and not necessarily a marriage with our kids. The kids are a byproduct of our marriage. And so mm-hmm. we never want to get into a situation to where they or anyone else creates a wedge between us and we can't stay connected and it causes us to, to separate. And so it, it mm-hmm. just takes you being intentional about it, um, having very mature and adult conversations and, and, and allowing yourself to be vulnerable and express when you mm-hmm. are feeling neglected. I mean, I know that could be a challenge as a man mm-hmm. to go to your spouse and say, hey, you know, I feel X, Y, and Z, you know, because we always are expected to present ourselves in this macho or from a society perspective, present ourselves as being like with a lot of bravado, macho, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. And mm-hmm. so um, to kind of let all of that that down, be vulnerable and express like, hey, I've noticed that we haven't had an opportunity to connect. This is how I feel about it. And then when your spouse does come to you with those concerns, like really taking the time to say, I hear you, and then taking not just I hear you, but take action on that. So, yeah. um, But it's not easy. And just being intentional about prioritizing your spouse. And and sometimes, hey, don't be afraid to, for lack of better term, saying, fuck them kids. <laughs> you have to sometimes. And, uh, and, and, and make sure your spouse's needs are met just as much so you make sure your kids' needs are met. Okay. Well, it. since you're missing part of the Ferguson crew. Oh. Yeah. Right. Right. The conductor of the Ferguson Freight has returned. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody Listen, said man. y'all was looking for me. There <laughs> <laughs> I go. <laughs> Yeah, I go. Okay. All right. No. All right. <laughs>
through my man. What was the question again? <laughs> I'm ready. Essentially, how do you keep your spouse first with having a small child? So, uh, to answer the question, part of what we do is um, just kind of being intentional about being making like observations as mm-hmm. well. So. I heard some of the things that other folks saying at, in, in passing <laughs> as I was running behind kids over here. But, like, we we do have, like, an intentional intimacy night. We have intentional check-ins regularly. We we check in on our on our goals as individuals. We, we try to prioritize and make time. Um, so when I think about ways that we are um, putting each other first, I think part of that is just by checking in with one another. So we do have um, a weekly intimacy night. And part, sometimes that's just intentional about us connecting. Sometimes it's also just about us just checking in to see what we need, right? Like what, what ways can I support you? What do you need? Um, and even thinking more intentional about that. So I think one of the things that we've noticed is that I'm not always um, as expressive as I should be to to what my needs are, right? Um, I think Kendra does a much better job of communicating um, what her needs are and how in ways that I can support her. And I just, I'm working on that. I'm a work in progress, right? Um, but other ways that I think that we are, that we tend to try to put each other first are... Um, just by observing um, kind of where, like, I can see when Kendra's had a lot going on that week and or when I know that she has a lot, there's a lot on the calendar for her this week. So maybe that means I need to pick up some, some other slack somewhere, right? Um, so things like that as well as just continuing to be intentional about checking in and supporting one another. That's good. Anything you want to add to that, Ken? No, I think Jonathan spoke to most of what I would have said, um, particularly around the intimacy night. So that's how we keep each other. First, we also send little messages to each other on Instagram and say, hey, we should look to go here. Like traveling is one of those areas that we connect in. So even though we're not always face-to-face, we find ways to connect with each other, whether it's on social media, in person, wherever. So it's just finding those ways to connect with each other no matter where or what the circumstances look like. Okay. Y'all, these kids are, um, they really showing their ass right now. Mm. <laughs> They're That's probably hungry. Right. We're going to wrap up. Oh, but um, for us, um, since I think the ladies are supposed to go first, uh, for us, um, for Jared's schedule, we have to be very intentional um, because his schedule is so demanding. So between my schedule, the boys' schedule, and Jared's schedule, each month we kind of review it and see what day we can squeeze in a date day or a date night. Um, and we take full advantage of that. So we have a group of friends who live in Savannah, which is not far from us, and we trade off. So they get a week in a month, we get a week in a month, they take the kids, we take their kids, and it's really been beneficial for us because we do, we don't have a lot of help either. It's very limited for us. And then like Kendra was saying, the whole Instagram thing, sending things to each other on Instagram, like, oh, that's going to be our next Bay trip, stuff like that. We try to be really intentional about, Jared Jared is not as vocal as I am. 
Um, but yeah, those. Anything else you want to add, babe? You don't want to say nothing of how you keep. Oh first. yes, of course. I'm sorry, baby. Um, uh, so this is the real mama pod, and I'm gonna keep it real. And I, sometimes I say things, and it comes off as harsh. <laughs> But I think the way that I put my wife first, as of late as well, is, is a little bit of buy-in to all this, I'm going to call it bullshit. So basically, <laughs> <laughs> like, these buzzwords, right? Like, what am I, what is my love language, right? Devin's is acts of service, right? And it's hard for me because acts of service basically just means do everything that I want you to do right now. Drop everything. So I have, I've bought into this whole love language thing so i try to do more things for Devin around the house and really think be proactive in terms of how can i make things for her easier Mm -hmm. and then you know everybody talks about communication it's absolutely important but i also think that no one talks about maybe it's not a communication problem maybe it's a listening problem you know maybe when i'm speaking you're not paying attention right so when Devin is talking i try to actively listen and let her know i understand what you're saying i don't always get it right but I also try to make her understand. But you that, don't hey, even have to always agree. It's just understanding or, or listening. Yeah. To what your partner's saying. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So when she's talking, I'm actually listening and not just thinking, what do I want to say next? Or just cut them off because it doesn't matter. So I make her, I, I try to make her feel like what you're saying means a lot to me. I understand and I want to make it easier for you and make you feel better. So those are just some ways that I try to make my wife, uh, put my wife first with having, while having kids. That's all I had to add. Thank you. All right, y'all. So we done. <laughs> we gonna go ahead and close this. We gonna close this out because this was a rough yeah, one. Rough Thanks session. for sticking it out. If you did, <laughs> if you cut it off, I don't blame you. But there were some gems in this episode, and we hope y'all enjoyed it. And y'all get to take a peek of. What it's like to be a real ass mom. Yes, out in the <laughs> woods, apparently. So, friend, where can the people find us? They can find us on social media. <laughs> you where? should ask you that question. I will. My turn. Okay, on Instagram, TikTok, <laughs> Facebook, at therealmamapod.com, Pinterest. She got us everywhere, y'all. And then my personal IG is devgrace underscore. And where are you? I'm at kendraferg underscore. And don't forget to check out our website for our mama and auntie merch at the mamapod.com and if you want to write us for mama's corner please do that you can email us at the mama oh excuse me mama (laughs) at the real mamapod.com am i missing anything i think you covered everything i I think think i did friend good job well thanks for holding tight y'all and we'll see you next week Bye. bye